through the hourglass. Today is the longest day of my life. Welcome back to The Longest Days of Our Lives, a 24 fan cast. I am one of your hosts, Jack Bauer superfan Mike Cushing. And I'm another host, 24 newbie Curtis Perry. And I am your third and final host and uh, Jack Bauer super duper fan, take that Kush, Michael Howard. Man, I'm wearing that one. Dang, fellas. Um, so end of the last episode, Jack finally put his uh his good good training to use. Blew up a van. We open up on the wreckage of said van. Mm-hmm. And I know at the end of last episode, we were a little curious as to the body count. We dubious. We were left. Uh, we get at least two confirmed kills yeah. from Jack. Yeah. So, uh, fellas, let's open this show. We're gonna drink twice. For those two good dead terrorists. Raise your glasses. So, those two are dead. We open up Gaines and... Pour one out for our fallen homies right into my mouth. Yeah, we're gonna... That's not not my homie. We're gonna pour one out later in this episode for (laughs) sure. Um, But, so, we open up uh, around the burning van that Jack has shot with the... You know, he cut the fuel line and then shot it with Rick's Uzi. Um, So, Gaines and Kevin stand up. They're surrounded by two smoking bodies. Uh, We see Jack and Rick running through the woods. Rick is shot in the (laughs) arm. uh, And uh, Gaines and his surviving band of merry men set off after them in the... uh, in the woods, and Gaines tells Neil to jump in the van. Neil being our uh, Asian terrorist who is in uh, Die Hard. Snickers. Uh, Neil Neil Choi. Neil Choi. Neil Neil with two L's for some reason. Yeah, that's odd. So Neil gets in the jeep and he goes to cut them off uh, the service road, which we know that Terry and Kim are running towards. So there's a date with destiny between Neil, Terry, and Kim, um, and uh, Gaines. A little frustrated, uh, crushes Kevin the balls with a sniper <laughs> rifle. Um, okay. Once again, once again, you go right to the balls. I'm pretty sure you hit him in the tum tum. I don't think he gets he recovers that fast from a nut shot with the butt of a rifle. Listen, yeah, no, he would not recover, but like he clearly did some damage because Kevin reacted worse than like a tummy shot. Um, Kevin just says, "I thought I could handle him." To get, we get a good gains line. Just says, "Stop thinking." Yeah. I mean, I don't want to ruin anything for the end of the episode if anyone if anyone is following along. But man, I'm gonna miss that guy if he's ever gone. That could mean anyone. So anyway, <laughs> um, so we cut to Terry and Kim who are just standing around. Uh, so they know that they are supposed to meet Jack at the water tower. So they sit off that way. Uh, we cut back real quick to Jack and Rick, and uh, Rick says, "You just, I can't go on. You got to stop. I'm slowing you down." The Jack just says, <laughs> Curtis, go ahead. So he says, he says, I can't go on. Jack says, shut up. You can and you will. <laughs> he says, I'm slowing you down. And he says, yes, you are. So you better start speeding up. <laughs> you can tell that there is no love lost for Jack towards Rick. Yeah, not even at all. So, um, so Jack hears a noise. He throws Rick behind a tree and like kind of takes cover. And then they see a, so Jack's, got his gun trained on a terrorist who's moving like very poorly through the trees like paintball style <laughs> just like but also just like very exaggerated like i have a gun i'm an actor just like throwing himself through the trees like very very like passionately and then he just runs off in a different direction um so yeah none of ja- none of iris henchmen are very good at um looking for anything yeah, as we'll see later, one of them gets himself in trouble by looking a little too intently. Uh, 
But, Nobody uh, actually so, wants to find Jack. Yeah. So we cut back to Terry and Kim. So there's a lot of action in this episode. I re- actually, before we really get into it, a lot of action in this episode. A lot of good stuff goes on. As we're about to find out, we're gonna, about to get a taste. We've already had a lot of it through the season, but like we're about to get a, a serious heavy dose of Kim being terrible. <laughs> oh yes, we are. Yeah, and good mother of God. You know, we uh, we we alluded to this a couple times, but. You know, they originally didn't know whether the show was going to be picked up or not. So this episode was originally written to be a possible season finale. Right. Um, and, you know, you see that a little bit. Um, yeah, we get we get a couple bows on some stuff. But, yeah, like things come to a head in a resolution in this episode in a number of different ways. But um, so we cut back to Terry and Kim. They're running off through the woods. And then, uh, you know, they're running along the creek bed like Jack told them to run towards the water tower. And then they get cut off by Neil in his Jeep and some other other terrorists. So uh, Terry decides to alter the plan and that they're going to go around through a different route, but still get to the water tower. Um and Kim just freaks out and just starts complaining that uh, Jack said to follow the creek. We got to do that. And I, we talked about this last episode, but Terry is literally just on an escort mission now. This is just a video game escort mission yep. with Kim, who just like she's an like unwilling participant in the mission. Uh, Terry has to do everything she possibly can to just keep Kim focused on going to the fucking water tower. Kim is basically a constant escort mission though. Whether it's Terry or Rick or Jack or whatever, like it's just constantly you're cursing her being like, why, why can't you just, why can't you just listen to anything or just sit still? I mean, from what I hear, she, the, you know, there's some, Kim action in the next few seasons that turn into full video games, <laughs> a la Ico or Resident Evil 4. Like, she just is the whole point of the game is, oh, Kim did it again. Let's go get her. Yeah, it's about Yeah, right. you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> it gets bad, man. Sorry, dude. Sorry to drag you into this. Um, so, <laughs> so we cut back to CTU. Nina makes a phone call. Uh, it fails to go through. That's presumably to Jack's cell phone. Uh, she leaves her office, runs into Tony, and... Um, he tells her that the property that where the terrorists are holding Jack's family was leased six months ago by a company that doesn't exist. So I have to go over the tax return. So Tony's digging in. Like we've already seen, he's actually the only person in this office developing actual tangible leads for anyone. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's his job. So he's back on it. Um, Nina's clearly upset by the fact that she could not get a hold of presumably Jack. And Tony asks if she's all right. Um, and we get a little bit of a, a weird power play here, given that Tony knows that Nina and Jack been fucking, and that he and Nina been fucking. Uh, yeah, he, I mean, he a- could have he could have been like upset that she was upset about Jack, and be like, "Oh, what? Like, why are you still? Why do you still care about him so much?" But instead, he he shuts her down when she tries to say sorry, and is like, "Look, we can talk about us later." Yeah, I got work to do right. today. Yeah, okay. I don't have time so for your bullshit. He's right a baller. Now. Yeah, Jack's fine. I'm doing work. What are you doing? What are you saying? <laughs> yeah. So he do says Jack's fine. The tactical team will be there in a couple of minutes. Which, by the way, not it's true. Been te- at this point, it's been <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep a running tally for the that particular clock. Mm-hmm. It's been ten minutes since we were told that the tactical team had been sent out towards the Gaines compounds. That was at 11.52 in the last episode. Oh, wait. You guys didn't know that Rayburn charged the charge attack team? Then? Oh, damn it. That's what happened. Is he you is know? he peddling their fucking janky-ass <laughs> hel- helicopter, too? Yeah. No, he's got to make the call. Rayburn's eating a fucking donut on the, on the loo still. So he's, you know, I'll, you know, make the call soon. Give me a minute. Yeah, I'll, I, I just got to finish this sweet donut. So, 
basically, Tony tells Nina that, you know, you let Jack make the call because his family was on the line. What could you do? Another, like, really passing the buck, like, no one has any agency in this agency other than, like, what Jack allows them to do. Um, but whatever. Uh, so Nina apologizes that she was a little harsh towards Tony earlier. And, uh, before they can really dig into it, Alberta, Alberta Green, our acting director of CTU, walks up and, uh, basically says, Jamie's mom, Jamie, our mole who has previously committed suicide, she's on her way, her mom is on her way in to collect her son, Kyle. Before she comes in and gets her son, you need to question her because $300,000 went to Jamie's mom over the last four months. So she knows something. Yeah, at first I was like, damn, that's cold. You're going to, like, interrogate the mom of the dead woman who comes in to pick up her grandson, and then she's like, Turns out she's been giving her money, 300 grand, and I was like, oh, damn, Grandma, you in trouble. Which, by the way, as we'll find out, it's actually almost $350,000 over the last four months in two installments. Mm. Um, which, by the way, I just, I'm going to do a quick little pivot here. Back in 2001, the maximum insurance for FDIs. FDIC insurance on a bank account was 100 grand, not 250 like it is currently. Hmm. Grandma's got some explaining to do. Yeah, Come on. she's got to spread that into that new in, accounts. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Or invest it somebody, or something. Yeah, I mean, somebody goes in a savings deposit account. box. Somebody gets in. I mean, come on. Buy some municipal it. bonds, something. Yeah, yeah. Like at 2000 you probably could have gotten like a six or eight month CD with a decent rate. Oh, at least, you could still at least have a Swiss 4%. bank account that was, that was actually hitting. Like, just do work on that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, so Grandma, she's on her way. But anyway, uh, it's now 12 away. We get our first tiny clock. Take a drink. We cut to David Palmer, who is in a car with Mike Novak, his chief of staff, and the Secret Service. Um, we They are driving away from the fire explosion at uh, the uh, therapist, George Ferragamo's office. David says, they killed Ferragamo. The fire was no accident. I want to talk to Maureen Kingsley and then go to the DA. <laughs> So he wants to talk to a reporter first, <laughs> and then, then, to, and then, to, the DA. then to the district attorney. Jesus. On a little aside here on this one, I I couldn't help but notice the Secret Service. Two Secret Service agents. Right, two Secret Service agents. The Secret Service, when he goes to Maureen Kingsley's hotel room, the Secret Service agent, like, at first I was like, if these were, like, if this was real life, what must these Secret Service agents be thinking? Because you can almost a good point. see them smirking. I mean, I mean. I mean, Michael, think about the current Secret Service and what right. they're fucking thinking. Yeah. By the way, guess what I looked up? <laughs> what? Uh, Secret Service agents are under no obligation to hold secrets. Really? And uh, I believe they have an obligation to report crimes. Huh. So, so David, this but entire the second time. thought I had, though, the second thought I had was, how sweet must it be to get an acting job as a Secret Service agent? It's got to be bad because in this particular scene, they so they have David and Mike talking back and forth to each other. And then they pan forward to the two Secret Service <laughs> agents. There's a white guy driving, looking just like very stoic and just like focusing hard on the road, like a furrowed brow. And then there's a black guy in the passenger seat with just like his head in his hand, just like <laughs> shaking his head. Just <laughs> like... <laughs> I know he was feeling exactly what Curtis feels about David Palmer. He's yeah. just like, fuck this guy. Damn do you, it. Do you think it was the actor who did he ad lib this scene? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be like, you know, what's your if your motivation is you're a black secret service agent and this is the first man to be black president. And you're like, God, just shut the f- Just stop. Shut the fuck up. 
<laughs> listen to anybody. Yeah. Listen to anyone else. All the people are telling you what to do, and you won't listen to every them. time there was every you. time there was a scene with Palmer in this episode. I think it just there's some there's only a couple words, and it's something some variation of fuck, and then Palmer and and douche. I think that's pretty yeah. much all I wrote. Well, unlike you, I had to take full notes for this dickhead, so <laughs> I know that uh, Mike says you just gotta wait. So you get the facts on this before you do anything. And David says, no, Maureen Kingsley's going to get the story of her life after all. And then Mike's just like, should I tell Sherry? And David just kind of looks at him like, nah. <laughs> um, so then we... Yeah, then sure, we, yeah. We could send my son and my wife to jail. Who gives a shit about telling anybody and, about it? And dude. the daughter, because she was in on it also? Yeah. All of this is bad. So we cut back to Gaines. Uh, he's on the phone with uh, Drazen, who asks if the compound is clear. Gaines says yes, but there's been a change of plans. Bauer showed up here, like I said. And Drazen gives a very interesting response to that. He says, do you have it? <laughs> it. Not him or, like, anything. It's just like, do you have it? And Gain says, not yet, but I will. And so he's, Drazen says, congratulations, Ira. You bought yourself a second chance. So they go back and forth. Gaines wants to kill Palmer as well, because uh, it sounded like Drazen had moved on to someone else. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Basically, Drazen says, bring me Bauer's body. Then we can talk about Palmer. Um... So is there something inside of Jack that people want? <laughs> is is Jack Bauer Johnny Mnemonic? Right. <laughs> like, is there, is there is there computer files in his brain? It's either that or like he really like my first thought was either there's something in his brain or I'm sorry, like does he want his dick cut off? Like I don't Ooh, is that what he needs? Could be that. I mean, he I mean want it we've to be seen personal. that. We've seen that a lot of information can be coded onto CTU keycards, so maybe Jack just has a CTU keycard like in him somewhere. Mm, Could be that, okay. or or a la Underworld, he has like an entire key system in his ribs, just you know, fucking deep. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, we know that Drazen wants Jack. Like that's integral. Like Jack has to be dead and then like delivered somewhere. He, yeah. So, um, so Gaines hangs up and he tells Kevin, either we eliminate Bauer. Or Drazen eliminates us. So it's we now know that it's life or death for Ira Gaines. Like he, but Kevin Kevin wants out. Yeah. Kevin 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 wants out. Like he says, yeah, getting Bauer is not quite as easy as it sounds. Which and is in direct Gaines, contradiction with what he said earlier. We was like, oh, I thought I would I thought I'd have a ch- I'd be able to get him once he was in the compound. And it's like, oh, now it's not so easy. Well, now he knows. After Jack tied him up and shit, like he thought, you know, as easy I do, I can take him out. I can use my 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 wiles, <laughs> saying I want to bang his wife to, yeah. to convince and him to, you know. And <laughs> next thing you know, he's fucking duct taped to a chair, and he realized maybe <laughs> maybe this guy is hardcore. Yeah, and he also gives a line <laughs> later in the episode, like his his sliding scale of what's easy, like definitely drops a lot. <laughs> um, but so Kevin just said so. When once Kevin says that, Gaines gives like a long suffering sigh, like a wife in like a tide commercial. Uh and Kevin just says, I heard him talking to someone giving GPS coordinates, so someone's gonna be here. We should probably just leave. We should get the hell out. And Gaines says, You don't just get out with these people. They keep coming. Killing Bauer is the only way we stay alive. Yeah, that's a that's a running theme in this episode, is uh the shady shady shadowy cabals of people and how you can't just you can't just get out no guys i i realized something um 
watching this episode that I hadn't seen before. I mean, we all know that Ira Gaines is, pr- is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The best. As a villain. And he's, he's a pretty cool customer, it seems like, under pressure. But do you realize that this man, in a pressure situation in California in the desert, is wearing a leather jacket the entire time? No, we yeah. talked about this. Leather duster a, the whole time. Because he's a badass. Yeah. I mean, just just come on, man. And, well, he doesn't care. We talked about this. What When is the California primary? April, May? Uh, I think it's March. Okay, it's yeah, pretty so it's, late. it's probably pretty coolish. It gets cool there. at night. So, so you're saying we mentioned it before because there's a possibility that I may have had some form of intoxication while speaking about this before. Well, no, when, the, when, the girls, that. when the girls were and, kidnapped, and I blame you. They got they got so, cold at one point. I remember. Well, that. Anyway, it's, it's hot now. It's twelve. Oh, sorry, it's twelve ten. Tiny clock, fellas. Please take a drink. So <sighs> wants to keep us on track. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Sorry, my bad. Jack and Rick, they make it to the water tower where they are supposed to rendezvous with Terry and Kim. Oops, they're not there. Um, I'm very so, confused though because they supposedly took the same route to the water tower, right? And Kim and Terry, Terry made the executive decision to to go to the the other road. Because well, there was they were nowhere blocked to by, go. They were blocked by Neil at the time. So Neil might have moved on, as we find out later, because he's on their trail. So whatever but they should have, but should have fanned out. But they should have fanned out his terrorist bros. Like, they should have still covered the road. He said cover the service road. Well, guys, as we're about to find out, so <laughs> Rick sits, or Jack sits Rick down in the water tower, makes him stay in there. Uh, he finds out that Rick is not mortally wounded. He low, he low key calls Rick a real baby boy for like crying about this gunshot that's ain't, ain't nothing. And tourniquets his arm with Rick's, uh, some a, loose cloth. A, I need to know Jack's, uh, history, uh, in the, na- that was a real quick triage in the field there. He's like, he's like hey, I went through no and through, arteries, no arteries, no, bones, no nothing through, through. You're good. Nothing mortal. All right. Let's, let's, let's lock Suck it up, it up yeah. buttercup. Yeah, so he, he tourniquets Rick's arm, um, and yeah, very quickly assesses the scene and tells Rick to shut up. Um, we cut to your point, we cut to Terry and Kim, and they are a loss in yeah, the Terry. Terry was a bad girl scout. Yeah. Bro. She has no idea where the fuck she is. Yeah. And again, like, this is a hundred foot water tower. You'd be able to see it for a pretty good mile, but they can't. Right. So I mean, we, we're talking like the amount of time between Jack or between them getting off the trail and Jack making it to the water tower, like, he must have walked right past them while they were, like, maybe 15 feet away. Yeah, exactly. Like, they were close a couple times. Dense forest. You didn't see that? Just a dense, lush, thick forest. Yeah, the only people who can see in a dense forest are Jack and the occasional terrorist when (laughs) the plot serves it. So, anyway, we cut to commercial. It's 12-12. We come back. It's 12-16. We're back at Palmer HQ. Uh... Mike Novak sees a closed door, which David walks into, uh, or had, which David had walked into, and we see David and Sherry talking, and he has the same argument that he had with Mike about, you don't know the facts, um, and she's just saying, like, you're gonna throw away everything you love, every chance you have, everything you've built with no evidence, and David says, at least we'll find the evidence, very pouty, and she says, no, you won't, because Carl and his people, know how to do this like you're you, they know how to get the result they want you won't do anything you need power which means you need to be president and he's still just nope he, he's not having it he just walks away i feel like there was a very i don't know it was kind of like a like a weird star warsy type thing where it was like she was like given to the dark side you know yeah, like and that's you need the yeah. power and that's what I, Curtis, I, I want to hear you talk about this but like they keep talking about like they they set sherry up to be this like sly like voice of like dishonor or whatever pulling david like 
away from the sea of good, but like she's right. Like he like he has no evidence. Yeah. Here's here's the problem with David, and uh, he he really smells his own farts. Like he he thinks that he's such this great candidate that he can win the presidency. What she and Mike are trying to tell him, the same with Carl, is that you have not done this on your own. These people have influenced everyone to get you to where you are. Shut the fuck up and get the power, and then you can make moves. You didn't get here by yourself. You're not that awesome. But he thinks he is. Maybe because he's been lying about how good he is at basketball for so many years that he actually believes that he has talent in something. But I think the only thing he has talent is is keeping that smooth middle C, and I fucking hate him on everything else. Sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go Zen now. Woosa. <laughs> so we get some signs that David's starting to crack. He just says, Sherry, I don't know. How can I do the job of president when my own house isn't in order? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, which again, whatever this fucking guy. Uh, but we we cut back uh, to Jack. So he decides that he needs to find Carrie and Tim. So he calls Alberta Green at CTU. He says, "Um, Kush, yeah, I, I I love you. Oh, did I? But I, you do you do realize that you said he has to find Carrie and Tim, right? Damn it, did I do it? My sister's name Carrie. Whatever. Timmy. He needs to find Kemi. And. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because here's the thing: I think Tim would be a better person to find. Tim's probably got a little head on his shoulders, yeah. better than Kim does. Yeah, I, I want to find Tim. He might, he I, might be a Tim. Use. Sounds useful. <laughs> there are some about Carrie. There are some who call me <laughs> Tim. Tim. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, so Jack decides that he needs to find his dumb daughter and his cool wife. And so he calls up Berta Green at CTU. says, there's been a complication. My wife and daughter are missing. I'm going to go find them. Send the tactical team to the water tower. And when they get here, take care of a man called Rick. Uh, so Alberta says, I'm sending three tactical units, two helicopters. They're 10 to 15 minutes out. So this is at about 12, 18. Hmm. Yeah. At this point. Mm-hmm. So she says... 10 to 15 minutes. What time would you assume that helicopter arrives and touches down on the ground? I would say the- I would say no later than 12:35 and that would be like if they hit any air traffic. They're pushing it. Um I did happen to uh look up the model of helicopter used in this show. It is a, a uh, shitbox 4000. No, it's a Bell 47J Ranger. Uh okay. top speed of 105 miles an hour. Uh I think it had to go about 30 miles. So, you know, I just don't understand. Like, how, do they not have any, like, military-style helicopters or some shit? They're no, apparently not. Apaches and shit? You can't fly those in, in U.S. soil, man. It's good shit. <laughs> so, no, they have, they, have a, they have a news helicopter. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's basically, um, it was like shittier. It was like a shitty news helicopter. Yeah, but so. I mean, I, I would question, like, yo, why, where are those Blackhawks going? Yeah. What, what's going down? Speaking, <laughs> of things, here? speaking of things I really want to question. So Jack hangs up on Alberta. Rick hears all of that, that Jack basically just saved his life. Mm-hmm. And Rick says, Jack, thanks. Would you, if you were a 20 year old, maybe San Diego State dropout, heroin addict, surfer boy who had kidnapped a, the daughter of a federal agent and like possibly been party to like raping and or killing her friend, like, you know, you'd at least seen it. Would you call that man if you were face to face? Jack, or would you say Mr. Bauer? I would say Sir. sir. Yeah. No, I don't even like, I, I'm sorry, I can't even say your name because I am so beneath you. Right. He he says sir. Jack, thanks. Yeah. 
And Jack responds very calmly for the start. Don't thank me. Thank my daughter. <laughs> um, and he kind of like lays into Rick. Uh, just be like, and, and Rick just kind of says like, you know, I got it over my head. I didn't see that. I didn't know to get this heavy. Um, fucking millennial. Know, you know, Dan was my friend. And Jack just says, you should have done something. And, you know, once you saw something going south, you had an opportunity. You didn't do it. And your dumb friend fucked up. And Rick's just like, hey, he was my friend. And Jack's just like, hey, you kidnapped my fucking daughter. And part of a second chance means taking responsibility for what you did in the first place. And he just ducks out of the water tower and runs away. I really wish you would have said, yeah, uh, you kidnapped my daughter and you got my wife kidnapped. You're lucky you're alive and I didn't put four yeah. more bullets in your stupid fucking body. Yeah, I mean, I would have told Albert essentially me, Terry, and Kim are going to be at the water tower. And then hung the phone and Rick would say, wait, what? And then pump, pump. That's it. You're done. Two in the chest. See you later. That would have made things a little simpler as we move forward in this episode. <laughs> I will say that. But uh, right now it's a tiny clock. It's 1221. And uh, I guess you could fellas got a drink. Curtis is way ahead of me. All right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we get, we see Jack running through the woods, but he takes cover real quick when he hears a walkie-talkie squawk in the distance. Uh, Terry and Kim find a shack, and they run to it because they see terrorists kind of surrounding them. And then we see uh, Neil kind of hunting through the woods. It's and too bad obviously, hiding space, though. Obviously, he starts approaching the shack that they hide in. Well, yeah, because if you're trying to find people who might be hiding, you're going to look in at... A structure? Shitty buildings. Yeah, like the buildings. Like, <sighs> guys, can I tell you this? I've been playing a lot of player unknown battlegrounds lately. Yeah, stay out of the houses. I, I don't mind telling you. The terror I feel when I have taken cover <laughs> in a cabin or a shack and I hear the footsteps of someone outside the building and I don't know what door or window they're going to come in. My heart does not pound like this for anything, but when I am just surrounded by some asshole that I don't know where they're coming in from or what kind of weapons they have, I'm freaking out. Yeah. yeah. It's a bad feeling. And that's on when I'm looking at a computer screen. The same same screen I'm looking at Michael's dumb face right now. <laughs> right. It's and, a terrorist. I, mean, I do have to hand it to Terry because she she centers herself. You know, she takes a deep breath and she points that gun right at the fucking door. She's like, right. Also, also, it's a dick height. Dick height. Oh, totally dick dick height. Yeah. At dick height. And I cannot stress this enough. The gun is directly next to Kim's ear. Oh, yeah. Kim's going to hold If that gun goes off, (laughs) once that gun goes off, Kim is deaf as a. Yeah, she's just deaf as shit. (laughs) It's very bad. So, um, Neil obviously walks into the house. Kim and Terry are hiding behind a wall. Terry's gun directly next to Kim's stupid idiot face. Um, and right as Neil kind of walks through the house, he, he, he hits a chair that Terry, so Terry knows where he is, but he gets a radio call from Gaines, saving everyone's life and their hearing. And, uh, he walks away. So Terry starts to plan their escape, but then she gets pretty serious tummy ache. She's still kind of reeling from whatever encounter she had earlier. Jesus. Dude, what the hell happened to her tum tum? Like, I don't. She probably uh, ate a whole can of spam, I'm guessing. Oh, man, you don't even know. God. <laughs> Friends, I ate... No, listen to Trends in Low Places for full account of that action. Oh, my tummy. All right. Yeah, but um, okay. so while Terry is obviously feeling her some stomach pain, a lot fucking happens. So, you know, she's hunched over. Terry, uh, Kim is trying to, like, tend to her, and then she just yells, Mom! 
come! And we cut to see Neil peeking through a hole in the wall with his gun pointed at Terry. And then we just hear Jack yell, Terry, stay down! And then he just runs up dual-wielding pistols, firing at Neil, and shoots Neil through the goddamn wall. Mm. Yep. Hmm? And, and Jack takes a bullet in what I thought originally was the gut. No, nope. but as I rewatched, was the coat yeah. Run right through his coat pocket, just e- inches from death, inches from par- like just being down for the count. Yeah, so there is Jack- there is definitely no ambiguity about this kill from Jack. No, this you know we is- had one yeah. earlier, you know, very early where we were like, okay, he killed one, maybe an that assist was- on the second one. He had two <laughs> indirect kills at the end of last episode, start of this right? one. This is a direct kill oh, yeah. once again. So Jack is back in business. You know you're taking a drink, Michael. Get that drink to your lips. So Jack runs in. He reunites That's with That's what Terry Neil gets for stealing his Snickers. Yep. Oh, man. There it is. <laughs> so uh, Jack runs in. He reunites. He takes Kim's radio and says they have to go. And Kim, for some fucking reason, after like seeing her dad kill a man and her mom being in like clear distress, asks about Rick. God damn it, Kim. Fucking, fucking. And Rick just says, or Jack just says, Rick's fine. And Kim's like, well, where is he then? Um, and Jack's just like, he's over here. And they set off he's to the He's at the goddamn tower. water tower where you bitches were supposed to be. Oh, God. Hey, guys, quick question. You think that when Neil died, he finally released that pee? <laughs> I bet he did. Oh, yeah. All of it. Yeah. Because, I mean, he stopped midstream. There's no way. That all came rushing out. For sure. One more question. Um, as a terrorist organization with... Seemingly a decent bit of money. Why did they buy all their walkie-talkies from Babbage's? <laughs> I mean, it was in the mall. Yeah. I mean, it was like, what? It was just a, a bunch of bright yellow, like, fucking, like, uh... They didn't want to be conspicuous. You buy a bunch of military walkie-talkies. walkie-talkies. You know? Yeah, you so know, like, Jack yeah. takes Neil's walkie-talkie, and we'll get to this in a minute, but, like, him and Gain start talking on them the whole time in a minute, and, like, everyone hears it. Like, the whole crew is just in on this combo. They don't switch to a channel. It's unsecured. Like, any anyone can be listening to None of them say over and out or 10-4, good buddy, yeah. or anything. Like, what the yeah. fuck are you even on walkies for? Yeah, not a single good buddy. It's yeah. pretty... Like, Jack says that on a cell phone call with Alberta Green. Like, he says, copy over mm-hmm. and hangs up. Before he leaves, how are you supposed to know if the other person is done talking into their walkie talkie if they don't say over? It's honestly just common courtesy at this point. Mm -hmm. And these guys are, I mean, if we needed more proof that they're bad men, we have it. (laughs) Um, So it's 12.25. We cut to commercial. We come back at 12.29. We're back at CTU and uh, Jamie's mom, Mrs. Vasquez, is going through all of Jamie's things, a lot of pictures. Jamie's got a mom. (laughs) <laughs> Jamie's, oh, got, wow. Jamie's got a mom okay. you did it um, and she just says I just want to see Kyle I'm not interested in your questions um, which is kind of a bold take for someone uh, which I guess she doesn't know because Tony just says pretty harshly Jamie was a traitor and if you withhold info you could be held as an accomplice and then who's going to take care of Kyle well not just he didn't just say Jamie was a traitor he said your daughter was a traitor. Your daughter. Like, that's fucking cold as hell, Yeah, Tony. no, it's again, like, Tony can play some fucking hardball. Yeah. Which yeah. we get in this. And he yeah. asks, like, yeah. It's like, you never asked where all the money came from? Yeah. He says, you have 300,000 300, or whatever that's been put in your account over the last couple of months. Where did it come from? 
And she says, it's from Jamie. No shit, it's from Jamie. We understand that. But, like, where is the fucking money coming from? But the thing is, later... Sorry, go ahead, Curtis. Go ahead. If my kid gave me $350, i am just like, all right, let me me get this shit moved around as I need to. But she she doesn't move around. She leaves it in her fucking, like... Wells Fargo yeah, account. Yeah, sophisticated. Me, yeah. I'm like, I'm moving this shit around, and then I have plausible deniability. Don't tell me shit. I don't want to know. Down the thing the is, also, we find out later that it comes from a Belgrade like business. It doesn't come from Jamie. The the, the deposit is directly from a Belgrade company. Which we'll yeah, get. So Jamie was using using her mom to launder her money. Exactly. Which is just not good. That's yeah. a dick move. And also. But also, we we had a we had a whole episode about Ted Kofel being a money launderer, like a like a, a financier taking care of the business. Like, why would he make it so, uh, like, obviously clear that they were bribing a CTU agent directly? Well, he, maybe he figured that the one person I have to work so hard at laundering this money for is the goddamn CTU hacker. She'll figure it out and get it right. Yeah. Wrong. She should have just turned it all into Bitcoin. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> anyway, it's 1232. We got a tiny clock. Take a drink. Um, so Gaines is on the radio. He says that Maxton and Neil, you're the only two who haven't responded or checked in. What's up? We finally hear from Maxton. Uh, he says that, uh, sorry. Boop, 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 boop. So he checks in, tells Gaines where he is, and Gaines knows that Neil was the only one who hasn't checked in. So where is he patrolling? Um, and, uh, Gaines realizes at the same time as Jack does that Jack can kind of just move around freely because they keep telling Jack where they are because Jack has a radio. So Jack's moving around pretty much with impunity, heading towards the water tower. Um, By the way, it's now been 40 minutes since the chopper was called in. (laughs) I'm just going to keep that going. And it's been been pretty much 15 minutes since she said it was 10 to 15 minutes. Exactly. Rayburn decided he needed coffee with his donut and a loo and, you know. Yeah. Well, and then when you drink too much coffee, it goes right through you. You Gotta poop again. What are you gonna do? It's life. I don't want to bring my phone into the toilet. Oh, God. (laughs) That's disgusting. Goodness great. Anyway, we cut back to the Palmer HQ. Uh, David is pounding on Maureen Kingsley's door. Mm. Uh, We see that she's packing because, again, David held held true to his promise. He's going to go talk to a reporter. And again, how badly does he want his son in prison? He's not, I mean, he's banging this door down to get his son thrown in jail. Yeah. He wants it that bad. So uh, she's packing, coward. Um, and he yells, don't make me get hotel security. I know you're in there. Like, he doesn't know the, the headline, presidential candidate breaks down reporter's door <laughs> is going to be in the papers the next day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he would have been better off just having the Secret Service, like, kick the door in or something. Right. Than calling hotel security. Because at this point, I mean, they don't give a shit, obviously, because they've ar- already heard him covering up three crimes. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's obvious that he doesn't understand how news works. Uh, we've already seen that. So he's, he was, he was the guy trying to get out of a car while, you know, doctor's building was burning down yeah. and called him twice before that because why the fuck not? Yeah. He's yeah, such so- a, he's such a dick and he's even, he's a bigger dick in this scene than he is the rest of it. It's actually awful. So she, she, you know, he keeps knocking. He lets her in and he's like, why are you shutting me out? She's like, I already said everything I need to. So they, they go back and forth a little bit. He just says, I want you back on the Keith story. And George Ferragamo is dead. And she doesn't respond. He's like, she knows. Oh, you already knew. And uh, she's just like, yeah, I left the network and you should leave this alone. I'm speaking as a friend. 
and he automatically just thinks like they're bribing her. Yeah. Like he like he's such a dick that he's just <laughs> like, oh, they got you. I didn't think that you were you could be bought. Yeah, it's like they literally just killed the doctor, according to him. Why would his immediate thought would be that they paid her off and not like, hey, we killed the doctor if you don't fucking and leave us alone, you're out. And why would he think that, like, she thought that he, like, even if, like, they hadn't gotten to her. Right. Why wouldn't she think that he killed the doctor? Or Keith. Yeah. Anybody. And, like, why would, like, he just, like, assumes she's going to want to talk to him no matter what. Um, Such a dick. And so... <laughs> And, just, and so just, uh, she just responds, and like he finally realizes, like, oh, they threatened you too. No, oh. you fucking And she's just like, God David, there's no evidence. And he's like, there's still my word. And again, he's gonna testify that his son threw someone out a fucking window, talked, told it to his therapist, then his therapist was murdered under shady circumstances. Like, how badly does he want this? And like, he hates. Keith. He never yeah. wanted Keith. He doesn't want Keith around. He is just like, I need to get rid of fucking Keith. Yeah. Is Keith his? Maybe we, maybe that's the maybe that's He the must one. not be, but so she just says, David, your word's not enough, obviously, against these people. Sorry. So he touches her very creepily on the shoulder and he leaves. So we get a tiny clock. It's now twelve thirty five. Fellows, take a drink. Um so it's now been eighteen minutes since uh you know, we were told that a helicopter would arrive, so we're a little bit past our boundary. 15 minutes tops. Um, and we see Neil's really stupid corpse just lying <laughs> in the house. Kevin's searching him and discovers there's no radio. Like, uh, did, did they really need to search that hard? There's no fucking right. giant yellow goddamn walkie-talkie on his belt anymore. Right. Yeah, there's no no just, like, sprint walkie-talkie. I mean, Kevin's not that great at his job. We've already seen that. Yeah, so... He, so he worked real hard. Gaines realized that Bauer's been listening to every damn word. Oh, my God. Ah, shocker of shockers. So we cut back to CTU, and we see Tony and Anita eating sandwiches, which <laughs> is, is a lunchtime. first... It's a first and last for this show. No one will ever eat anything else ever. I guarantee God this is like the, it. Isn't this like the third time, though, that, that Nina's been snacking? Because she snacked off of Milo's food. Milo's popcorn, yeah. Uh, I thought she had a snack earlier in the episode. Like, she's the only one who apparently needs sustenance in this I mean, show. She's very thin. She probably needs a lot she's to a go skinny, on. She's skinny, yeah. Yeah. You know who is you know who's eating right now? Fucking Rayburn. Rayburn's <laughs> just... He's at a Dunkin' just going to town. <laughs> so we're back at CTU. We realized, so like we alluded to earlier, Ms. Vasquez had received $345,000 in two deposits from a private business in Belgrade. Nina realizes that's another connection to Jack's assignment in Belgrade two years ago. Um, and she asked Tony, who do we know in the Belgrade financial community? And as she asked that, we cut back to the Bauer clan rolling up to a very small lake across from the water tower. And and guys, I, I love this right here. So Jack opens his phone uh, to see if anybody's coming, and it's a it's a Sprint product placement that is perfect because he opens his, his flip phone, you see the Sprint logo, <laughs> and then you see above that on the phone, no signal, which for anybody who ever had Sprint understands that's fucking perfect. Hey, good job. Hey, as a as a as a current Sprint customer, <laughs> it's really comforting to know that hey, nothing's changed. They are literally across a reservoir, maybe 30 feet from the water tower. Jack literally made a phone call to Alberta Green from inside a metal water tower, 30 feet away from where he is right now. 
out in the open. Well, my, Michael, that acts no as a service. natural antenna. He just had his hand on the thing, and it, he it just really... stood up. And... Yeah, you don't know, idiot. Cook, oh, you just science the shit out of that. Yeah, <laughs> you don't know. You don't know how sprint works. It's mysterious. <laughs> sprint works in mysterious ways. Unfortunately, the, your two co-hosts are engineers and realize that that's not how that's not how that works. But yeah, yep, let's, let's get after it. Yeah, so. Terry asks Jack if he can call CTU. He says, well, the chopper should have been here by now. And he, he pulls out his phone and sees no signal, which um, we're still a good bit away from the chopper showing up. Um, so Yeah, if they said 10 even, to 15 minutes from right now, they would still be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... We, we've discussed what's happening well, so in the, in while, the deuce room While right they're now, hiding so. behind a, a shrub, looking across, like, this reservoir at the water tower, like, Don't not, say your name. not having Don't. a fucking ride, um, Don't Tim uh, asked Jack about <laughs> fucking Rick once again, and Jack just says he was wounded, he's in the tower, he's gonna be fine, he'll come out when the chopper arrives, like I told him, and Kim just says, uh, what are we waiting for? Shouldn't he know that we're here? Like... What do you want to do? Like, do you want to yell across the lake? Do you want to shoot a fucking flare at him? Uh, it's just like, it's just like, all she does is like, Jack just like ignores her. And she's like, ugh, there's no one even around. And she just gets up and starts walking towards the lake and almost immediately gets shot at by a sniper rifle. And Jack has to pull her back behind the shrub by her, the seat of her pants. Uh, and Jack just says, it's a sniper rifle. And tells him not to move for anything but the chopper, and he goes off because he realizes that Gaines wants him, so he sets off I think the he work. just realized that if he stays too close to Kim, he's probably going to end up dead. Yeah. He's, so, he's, he's like, so I'm not, I can't, I can't be near you right now because you're going to get me killed. The thing is, did she, I'd be fine with this, like, youthful indulgence of Kim running off to anything if this was the last time in the episode she does it. Yeah, or but if it's it was not. a lot earlier in the ep- like all the stuff she's been through and all the people who've tried to kill her and she's like, I'm just gonna run out and see Rick. Like, there's no one around. Like a, a group of terrorists. I think what she pictured was like her and Rick meeting in the middle of that fucking reservoir and making out in the fucking water and it's starting to rain like it's a goddamn notebook. Nobody cares, Kim. First of all, the dude kidnapped you. Second of all, he had heroin. What kind of person has heroin? You are a terrible judge of people. And uh, you statistically go away. speaking, like fifty to sixty year old white people at this point. And third of well, all, he... third of all, <laughs> you ahead. are Rick is not uh, Ryan Gosling, so no, there's no. no notebook happening here. No, no. he's not even James not... Garner. Come on now. So we cut to commercial. We come back. It is twelve forty one. Uh, Jack is sprinting through the woods, and we see him through the scope of Ira Gaines' sniper rifle. Jack v. Ira. Let's yeah, so Gaines Show takes down. a shot, pins Jack down behind a tree, and he tells Kevin to go circle over to Terry and Kim because he has Jack pinned down. And um, Kevin just says, oh yeah, they'll be easy once he's dead. <laughs> and this man has been knocked out by Terry with a rock. Previously, not not five hours ago, Terry manhandled this idiot. He's a little overconfident. Yeah, um, there's a little bit of misogyny at work, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, also Terry. Terry is killed at this point. Terry has killed more or as many of the terrorists as Jack has. No, Jack. No, Jack's got three. Uh, Jack's got. 
Jess got two indirect kills. That's true. Got the two I mean, indirect I, ones. I mean, she's certainly a higher kill count than the rest of CTU, for sure. <laughs> um, so Kev runs off, and Gaines take an, takes another shot to keep Jack pinned down. And uh, as Jack kind of shuffles around in the behind the tree, he uncovers something reflective under the leaves of the forest floor. Um, it, I gotta say, I love I loved watching a literal watching eight minutes of a Call of Duty mission. Like, it <laughs> yeah. was fantastic. It was nice. And um, <laughs> so Jack and Ira have a like kind of nice little back and forth on the radio, which continues to the rest of the episode. But basically, Ira just tells Jack, "I don't have a choice. I gotta kill you." Like you know, he you know, Ira is clearly at the end of his rope on this one. And uh, we see Kevin moving through the woods, and as we do. 50 minutes after it was called, we finally hear the helicopter arriving through the woods. Kevin hears it. It's not landing, but we hear it approach. We hear it, but it's still about nine minutes until the helicopters actually land anywhere. Yep. No, it takes a also, l- also, we hear it. We never see Kevin again. No. <laughs> no, 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 that's the thing. So, as you, so Kevin was moving forward. I was going to ask us, what does Kevin do once he hears it? He turns around and, and he tucks tail and runs away. I'm going to the hot new club. <laughs> you coward, Kim. <laughs> yeah, so Kevin Kevin just turns tail and just pieces out. He's not interested. He, he's gone. So we, we see Kevin just piecing out. <laughs> and then we cut back to Jack, who's um, polishing his tin can like MRE lid with his sleeve. <laughs> And um, despite being entirely in the shade, and like we see this, so Jack is in the shade, Gaines is sitting in sunlight, you know, a little while away. So despite being entirely in the shade, Jack like angles his tin can lid at Gaines and blinds him in the, through the sniper scope uh, with like a hundred thousand lumens. Uh, Gaines fires wildly twice as Jack runs up. Jack is shooting, uh, and we hear Gaines yell like ah and then jack slides into the tree where where Gaines was with his gun drawn and we cut to a tiny clock it's 12 44 take a drink so david palmer and mike they are walking through the hotel they come to a room and mike tells him the da is right through that door all you got to do is walk in but, I can't uh, believe it. I like it, until this moment. I was like, "There's no way he's actually going to call the fucking DA, right?" Like this he is had absurd. It already. He you had have it already. no evidence. You can't just fucking accuse people of shit. Yeah. So he walks. So he sees Carl up the hallway. Like he just. So he's like, "Mike, give me a minute." So he walks down the hallway, talks to Carl, and says, "The DA's down the hall. They're waiting for me to tell a story." To Michael, to your point. He has literally no evidence. Like, uh, yeah, Maureen he, Kingsley. He tells Maureen Carl Kingsley, it's over. Right. <laughs> he tells Carl it's over. After Maureen Kingsley told him, I have no evidence. All of, all of, uh, Ferragamo's files were burned up in the, in the office. Like, you have nothing. So, like, Dave, like, what are you going to go to the DA with? What are you threatening Carl with? He's so prickish about it. And then when he tells Carl, you know, I know you killed Ferragamo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl's response is so great. Yeah, so this whole sequence was like really, it's it was really snappy, and actually it really shows me what this show is capable of when it tries. And like, you know, Jack has had some good lines in the past, but um, so you know, David says it's over, and Carl says that's funny. I thought I was just getting started. Uh, don't get stupid on me now. And David just says, 
Well, it seems I've been stupid for a long time, which is the God's <laughs> honest truth. True story. Um, so Carter says, David, open your eyes. I'm the oil that keeps this machine running, all the pistons pumping, everything. And uh, David says, I know what you did to Ferragamo. I know you killed him. And Carl just sighs and says, you know, every engine produces waste. It's just the physics of the situation. God damn it. That's so dope. Yeah. It's so dope and so true. It's such a good line. And so not everything is 100% efficient. Right. Can't do it. And like, it's, it's one of those moments of writing that like this, the show really pulls off when it wants to, when it's not like, you know, having random characters sexually assaulted or just whatever to prove a point. But, um, Carl looks at David and says, and like, kind of regretfully, just like, consider the alternatives, David. A year from now, you could be promoting your agenda for the nation or visiting your son in prison. Which is basically the same thing his wife told him and Mike Novak has told him. Right. But Carl says, I'm not talking about the rapist. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about killing George (gasps) Farragamo. And David says, he didn't have anything to do with that. Oh, God damn it, David. And Carl just sighs very, like, patiently, almost. Patiently and regretfully. And David just like, you planted something? <laughs> and, like, grabs him by the lapels, like, clearly, like, not getting it. Like, he it, he finally had to realize that they have him by the short and curlies, right? Like, Mike and Cherry tried to stroke his ego and let him know, you know, David, just understand that these people are, you know, playing a different game, but you can't, you know, you're in control here. You can make the decision to move forward. Carl's like, you don't control shit. Mm-hmm. You will do what you're told. And shut the fuck up. Yeah. Stop being an idiot. You know, this isn't a game anymore. He's like, so just do what you're told to do. And he, he says point blank, the people we both work for. Mm. Like, Carl Carl understands that he works for someone. David somehow does not. Um, and, and... Go ahead, Chris. No, no. So at this moment, I started kind of thinking about putting both of the stories that are happening together. Um, and, and you guys, you know, I might be full of shit. I might be wrong, but... It's. It seems like Jack did something in Belgrade that upset the Drazens. Um, it may have been personal. It may have been something that happened um, to one of their family members or something that happened to something that they owned, right? So they want Jack dead. I don't know if they want Palmer dead or if they want to hurt the people that Palmer works for. Because these puppet masters, mm. their power has been... At first, they're just shown as a room full of guys, right, who just wanted to make him president. But it seems like these are some pretty, pretty powerful people. And maybe that maybe they've made mistakes that have got the Drazens and their people not wanting their chosen candidate to be president. Or the attempted murder of Palmer gets him elected. So you're so thinking it's do. it's two kings. It's a deeper game. You're thinking it's two kings. The two back rows of the chess game are yep. just knocking off pawns. You don't yep. you think okay. Okay. Interesting. It's deep. Yeah. I think it's real I think it's real deep. But anyway, sorry, I'll let you back to your point. So it's no, like, that's no, it's good. There's like some like- Serbian Serbian collusion going on. To get Palmer elected. Crime. Michael, collusion's not a crime at all. You can do it. <laughs> yeah, you can do it however you feel. Yeah, Curtis, I, I like where your head's at. I, I would say, I, I think that the mission against Jack is personal. I don't know yeah. if everything else is not. Like, everything okay. Everything else feels, like, larger. Like, Palmer okay. doesn't, Palmer feels like a bigger issue to me. I, I agree with you. Do you so feel, I, think it, I feel like, um, I feel like maybe this is 24's attempt to show us that, like, Hey, even a, a a black politician who's going to be president can also be an entitled piece of shit. That is equal opportunity right? of being of being terrible. I See, pulled so myself I, up on my bootstraps. No one helped me get shit. 
So I kind of feel like it, and this happens in future seasons of this show, I feel like it was almost more of a course correction to be like, no, even a black politician can be like a principled, righteous man. <laughs> and they overcorrected to the point where it's like, Oh wait, he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, we oh, forgot he's about. To, he's trying to get his son sent to prison for murder. Yeah, which I mean, some white viewers might like to see a young black black man go to prison. <laughs> so you know, there's but, that. No, it, it does. It does. It does. Kind of read to and and get a little bit nerdy here. And like I've always called him Captain America. But when you were a kid reading Captain America or reading about heroes, you you would you would think they're doing the right thing. They're doing what, what should be done. As you got older, a little more cynical and understood how the world works, he became a, dick. a character who you just couldn't stand anymore. So by the time we were teenagers and Civil War came around, I was like, you're just a fucking asshole. Yeah, feel free. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't like you. I hope Tony Stark throws you into the negative yep. zone. Bye, asshole, whatever. <laughs> there, fuck, there it is. Off. And that's, that's who this guy is. For kids, yeah, do the right thing. Always do the right thing. For me, it's your son's in trouble, your wife's in trouble, your daughter's in trouble. Stop being a dickhead. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, so, there's 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 some nuance between doing the right thing and then also, like, accepting things that have already happened and trying to make the best of the situation. Right. Or and, working in the realities of the situation, right. which Captain America can afford to, to uh, ignore, but most people can't. <laughs> so uh, we take a quick four trip. Oh, sorry. We take a quick four-minute trip to the negative zone. Uh, we come back, <laughs> and it is 1251. Uh, we see Jack in one of these split-screen uh, investigating blood on his hands. So we know that he hit Gaines. Unfortunately, he is in the same spot at which he hit Gaines seven minutes ago with a bullet. So Jack has not made a lot of progress. Um, uh, the helicopter finally, finally. fucking lands by they Terry did it. Uh, a full <laughs> yeah, a full ten minutes after we saw it, uh, so Terry runs they didn't up get to get the right coordinates from Rayburn. That's all. Yep. He's fucking he's so as the helicopter lands, Terry runs up to it. It's like a drawn. fucking a uh, news helicopter clown car. There's like tactical people pouring out of this four person <laughs> helicopter. Yeah. So a many many armed men jump out of it. Terry runs up to them with her gun drawn. <laughs> Uh, and they tell her to put the gun down, obviously. And, uh, they Must take be good them. to be white. So she drops the gun. They take her into protective custody and they bring her back to the chopper. But before Wait, they get to the chopper, the what's that, Curtis? <laughs> did you see, did you see the goof? No. <laughs> so they talk Terry to drop the gun, right? You see her drop it. And then a second later in the same scene, she's got her hands up with the gun in her right hand. It's fantastic. <laughs> Damn it. They blew it. They beefed it. The, damn it. What, the only continuity error in this show. There it is. We found it. Um, so before the C2 agents can uh, safely usher them to the helicopter, uh. the waiting safety of the helicopter, uh, Kim sprints away from them to the water tower and Terry sprints after her instead of, uh, you know, right after being shot at Mm -hmm. by a sniper rifle, Kim leaves the protective custody of, of like armed agents to find her dumb rapist boyfriend. Um, they get to the water tower. What do they find? (laughs) He's gone. Yeah. Rick's gone. gone. And, and they're in, and, uh, you know, Terry's like, you know, I'm sure he's fine. You know, me, he, he probably got away. And Kim says, well, what if Gaines, what if they found him? What if they, what if his men found him? Who cares? And Who fucking Terry cares? Terry, Terry's, Terry's ice cold. No. She says, Terry. well, then he'd be dead and they'd be carrying him out of here in a body bag. And it's like, damn, Terry. Yeah. Terry's ice fucking cold. And like, it's exactly what Kim needs to hear because fuck you, Kim. And 
she just says, Kim's like, I'm going to go find him. Oh, and God, fucking Terry just says, I know you care about this boy, but I need you here with me. Your dad needs you here. Like, you, you can't leave. And we cut to Rick running through the woods, finding the highway. Unlike Jack mentioned to him, he did not take responsibility for the mess he caused. He runs Ooh. off. Is... Is there some some other type like word for a Stockholm syndrome that is completely just d- doesn't make any sense? Like the shortest version of Stockholm syndrome ever that she has uh, with Rick being a teenager. Uh, so you ever seen <laughs> uh, Dog uh, Day uh, Afternoon? Poor writing. Sorry, <laughs> I think that one. Dog Day Afternoon took like what, like it took literally like three hours and to actually feel sorry for their for their hostage takers. That's that's essentially what happened here. Yeah, it uh, took him I think like twenty four minutes. She's the worst. She's a dumb idiot. Um, but so, you know, Rick finds his way to the highway. He runs off. And uh, we see Jack prowling through the woods now, stalking the woods for Ira Gaines. And uh, he radios Gaines because he's, he's tracking his blood. He says, you're losing blood. <laughs> Gaines says, uh, not enough to stop me from killing you. Oh, so and we good. see him, like, intentionally almost, like, squeezing blood out of his, like, messy hand to kind of mm-hmm. draw Jack close to him. And uh, like Jack baiting tries to a bargain. Shark. Yeah, he's he's baiting him. He's bringing him in. And Jack tries to bargain. Uh, you know, it's like, you know, we can protect you. And Ira just says, like I said, I have no choice. And for some reason, Jack's just like, well, maybe you can just tell me what's going on. Like, <laughs> Koval mentioned Belgrade. You know, you, you know anything about that? <laughs> so, um, Jack just follows the blood, and Gaines says he doesn't know anything because. It's better for business if he doesn't know anything. I kind of, a, I kind of felt like villain it for me. I said I kind of <laughs> felt like it was um, almost a uh, like nod to James Bond or something. Where I was like, yeah. okay, well, <laughs> can you Come tell on, me your man. secret plan, plan before you yeah. kill me? Yeah, give, me the, give me the whole thing. You know you want to do it. Yeah. Come on, Blofeld, give it up, bro. <laughs> so this leads up to a pretty nice little, like a nice moment for twenty four. Um, so Jack just says, if you didn't know anything, why'd you bring my family into it? And Iris says, that might have been a mistake, but they wanted to make it personal. Ira hears, who's they, but not over the radio. No, he does not. He hears it direct. He hears it directly behind him with Jack mm-hmm. having sniffed out the false blood trail, has snuck up on Ira, gun drawn, and uh, basically tells uh, Ira, put down the gun. We can protect you. Uh, guys, this is a, it's a, this is a sad a, scene. Ignoble, it, it is. ignoble well, end. What happens? So, well, I mean, Ira tells him he can't protect him. And he just, he, he starts to turn around and knows that essentially, look, I can't kill you, Jack. So, I mean, I gotta go. And if anyone knows how easy it is to get through CTU security <laughs> and like infiltrate it, like Ira knows, like Ira knows Jack cannot depend on CTU or anything to protect him. Yeah. I mean, but, you would think it. So here's the thing, though. We've thought up to this point that Gaines has somebody else in CTU, right? Like, it wasn't just Jamie, but he's still, he's so afraid of the of Drazen that he's willing to just not even be taken into custody. Right. Um, so what does he do? So he's he basically turns around and pulls, you know, pulls the gun on Jack well, and says, good luck. Tries yeah, to shoot him. Suicide via Jack. Yep. Jack, Jack yeah. pops him right in the chest. So he said, I love this. This is a good, I mean, as much as it sucked, it was a good exit for Gaines because he says good luck. Like mm-hmm. he, he wishes Jack well. And as soon as he's turned around, Jack is already down on the ground shooting him in the chest. Like, so Gaines, Gaines falls, 
Jack kills him. Like, Jack knew it was coming. Ira knew it was coming. And, like, Ira wants Jack to, like, at least find his way. I th- like Rest well. Pour, uh, can friends. we pour one out for Ira? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Godspeed. I, I, again, I think one of the better TV villains. Oh, I'll miss you. I'll miss you, Ira. So, as soon as Ira falls to the ground, obviously, CT shows up <laughs> to take Jack into custody. <laughs> and uh, they bring him in, back to the chopper. And we cut to a very, very bloody Rick who's sitting at a bus stop next to like four people in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> yeah, where that's how bus stops work. Get on the what, bus. What bus route? What bus route runs up there, dude? Like seriously, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. So, so picks up a dude who's bloody. Who's well, he he wiped off his hand a little bit, and then <laughs> he like kind of covered up his arm with a more bloody shirt. Yeah. And he's also the only one who pays to get on the bus, by the way. No one else paid. Um, So we get a tiny clock. It's 12.57. Take a drink. Um, We got the Terry and Kim. They are chilling in the water tower. And uh, Jack pops back in. (laughs) It's hugs. Not not two minutes ago, the CTU agents said they had Bauer in custody. custody. Literally proving that you cannot keep Bauer in custody. (laughs) He he cannot be contained. Um, So... And even later, like, as they leave, the, like, CT agent pops in, like, covering the, the door to the water tower. And it's like, sir, it's, I think it's time to go. Yes, sir. Agent, <laughs> agent Bauer. Agent Bauer, yeah. sir. So Jack pops in and Terry's like, this nightmare's finally over, right? Uh, and Jack says, yes, I promise. And like, all I heard in my head was like a arrested development narrator, like, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so. The Bowers run back to the chopper. They fly back to CTU. It's all safe and sound. Uh, our first half season is complete. We even see a little American flag waving in the in the cockpit of the helicopter. So uh, if this would have been if this would have been the end of the the series, it was like ended it after thirteen episodes. Would would they have had to go back and then like change it to thirteen? Thirteen. It, it says they would have. Yeah, well, yeah. They would change the name. Of the be show. like twenty four, and you'd be like, well, this this sucks. 13 hours. 13 hours. <laughs> we got 13 out of 24. They would have ended it apparently in the chopper with the family. Yeah. That would have been it. I mean, which that's a that's a successful rescue. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> Jack so, left way too many terrorists alive. Like There's a, just so many of them. A lot. I mean, Kevin, half, yeah. of, half of the crew is alive. Drazen is still out there, obviously. Um, but meanwhile, another loose end. David Palmer is walking around in the hotel in a huff. He shuts himself away from Sherry mm. and Mike. They're both frustrated. Who knows what's going to happen there? We cut mm-hmm. back to CTU. Well, he says, Alberta. But, bef- but before that, he had said, when when uh, we didn't address the fact that he just told Mike to tell the DA to go away. Oh, Clearly, right, he yeah. must have said something to the DA, like, <laughs> I have information about it, a crime. And then it's just like, oh, JK, yo, you can leave yeah, now, sorry, Mr. Yeah. DA. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We, we glossed over that one line because he said, I can't talk to the DA. Um, and Mike asked, why not? And David says, "Because I'm running for president, I'm running and I'm for gonna, president, and I'm, and gonna, I'm win. gonna win." Which one is finally a tacit admission that like he needs power to like be in the game, but also a pretty like obviously it happened before season two of The West Wing, but a much shittier delivery of that line. Curtis, watch watch that series, Curtis. Also, what the I fuck will, were will. you doing before, David? 
You're in the California presidential primary about to get the nomination. Weren't well, you running is, for president and wanting to win before you a, did? A critical distinction. Nothing that we've seen in this show up until now has shown us that David Palmer <laughs> wants to win the presidency of the United States. Correct. That's a good point. Very good point. He's finally decided that he wants to be president. Well, he wants to be president in 1957. He does not want to be the president in 2001. It's like, so. may- maybe I can't send my own son to prison for murder <laughs> and then still be president. Huh. Right. All right. During the campaign. You can't Weird. do it during the campaign. Yeah. We see David Palmer shut himself away from Sherry Mike. And we cut back to CTU. Alberta Green tells Nina that Jack and the family were rescued and they should be back in 10 minutes. So should be about 45 to an hour. Based on the CTU helicopter speed. <laughs> Wait, one, um, one more thing before when when uh, when Palmer shuts him, shuts himself in the in his bedroom and Sherry gives Mike a look. Mike basically becomes a shrug emoji. It was right. pretty, yeah. It was one of the greatest shrugs <laughs> I've ever seen. It was just like, what? Do you just do an actual shrug on an audio podcast? Mwah? But I, I, made I mean, you noise. nailed it. Yeah, no, it's a good shrug sound. Yeah. You did it. I kind of want. I kind of want a gif of Mike shrugging. To be my new shrug emoji. I can find that. Yeah, we'll make that happen. Curtis, I, I also saw that uh, The Last Witch Hunter ended over your left shoulder. Sorry you missed that. That is it. Sorry, bud. <laughs> it's okay. I've seen it. <laughs> so at CTU, Nina says, that's great news, but we need to move fast on a new lead from Jamie's mom. Uh, we need to upgrade the threat assessment on Palmer, which at this point, how do you... Like, the guy's been shot at by an assassin brought how, over from yeah, Europe. How does it like, get any higher... Well, I mean, like, I, I can huh. see how it would functionally get higher because the Secret Service doesn't seem to give a shit about him since they just let him get out on on the streets of L.A. But with like two agents who are like ignoring him the whole time, yeah, <laughs> right. But like, I, I, I'm gonna get super nerdy on you on how it gets higher once we actually reveal what happens next. But uh, okay, I'm just giving yeah. you a warning. So yeah, we'll move through it. So. They have backtraced the money through Belgrade, the same account that had transferred money to Mrs. Vasquez, Jamie's mom, also transferred money to an assassin in Belgrade. And Alberta Green says, oh yeah, the photographer, we already know about him. Nina says, no, our contact in the EU says the assassin left Yugoslavia this morning, which means he's probably already here. We have a second hitter on the way. And so we see a man in a parking garage. He gets into a nice car with a metal briefcase. It's a young Misha Collins. Better, yeah, better known. We don't see a man. Yeah. Better known. We see an angel. We see an angel, Castiel, from Supernatural. Castiel. <laughs> I, don't know who, I don't know who this is. Weird. Yeah, Michael. Like, how do you. The threat has been raised when you have an angel on your ass. Yeah. Okay? You're going down. But all, so I, said, the all I said opens. was on my notes, I wrote a second hitter. And then I, I, after I saw him, I wrote a sexy beautiful, man. sexy second hitter. <laughs> <laughs> so the garage opens and our handsome, sexy, adorable second hitter puts his sunglasses With on, drives hair. out and he drives out into the bright LA sun. We fade to black. It's one it's one PM. Mm-hmm. 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 Just mm-hmm. a little we'll, we'll peek ahead, y'all. I, I went on the old X ray. Misha Collins' character is not Castiel. I wish it was. <laughs> no, it's not his name his name is I don't trust nobody. <sighs> Uh oh, we got another <laughs> in the house. Gonna get good, y'all. Mm-hmm. Wow, you had to go ahead and spoil that for yourself. Wow, mm-hmm. okay, I did. And, and I for and it. for the whole listening audience, good well, job. Thing, I'm gonna cut this. I'm gonna bleep it with you going. I, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do the <laughs> or the. <laughs> 
It's gonna be like, and his name is. I don't trust nobody. <laughs> actually, you know what? Do that. That would actually be great. I mean, do it because because they don't need to know. But I didn't leave but, all of this in. Yes, Cush, I hoped. I hoped that it would have said that his character's name was Castiel. Been like, okay, this show got real. Yeah, real, real, real fast. <laughs> and then Lucifer. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Well, fellas, so, okay, so, obviously, so that is essentially the end of the first half season of this show. A lot of change. Jack's family is safe for the moment. David Mm. Palmer seems to be out of the typical pickle that he's placed himself in. He's resigned to running for president. Maybe not the right way, according to him. I guess I have to be president. Right. So, where do we go from here? So, obviously, the Drazen's still out there. Curtis, as you mentioned, there's another (laughs) scene. This one, maybe a little more deadly. Where, where do you see this going? Jack seems like he's safe. Palmer seems resigned to running a dirty campaign, and the threat's still out there. I think I think we're going to see to you. I think we're going to hear about Project Nightfall a little more. I think we need to figure out what the Belgrade mission was because Jack knows now that it's connected, and so did to, to, so to Nina and Tony. Um, I still don't trust Alberta all the way, right? So we'll see what happens there. Um, but I think finding out about what that mission was and what happened will open up the doors to how it's connected to everything, including Palmer. Do you think Do you think that's what's going to keep Jack in the game? Because at this point, one, Jack should be facing a criminal investigation. <laughs> two, multiple like, criminal investigations. Multiple criminal investigations. And two, like, yeah. even if he wasn't, he should be wanting to be, to be home, going home with his family. So how, what, do you, gonna happen. what do you think is going to bring Jack back into the game? Because obviously... Jack has a sense of duty, man. I'm about to say, he's got he's to see justice through to the end, right? He's got to get this done. My question is... We haven't gotten to see a Jack Palmer interaction yet. We saw yeah, a little, a little when glance. Are they gonna, when are they going to meet? And obviously, Palmer has had... I think Palmer also has a, a touch point with Operation Nightfall. He does. There's yeah. something about about him that goes goes in there, but I, I don't... I would like it if the rest of the show did not involve... David Palmer. Yeah, that'd be better for sure. I know, I know that's not possible, but it just if he could, I don't want to kill him. I just want him to not be alive anymore. Right, but he's gone over to the dark side now. Mm. He's finally no. realized he, he, his true He, he might have shifted power. to like like lawful good. He's yeah. He's 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 fake dark sided. He's more um. You know. Uh, uh, God damn it! I don't want to get nerdy again. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Curtis, do it. Curtis. So 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 Mace Windu's fighting form uh, essentially taps into the dark side while allowing him to stay a light side Jedi. Uh, he uses anger and hatred while he's fighting, and that's what I think David Palmer's doing. Fuck me, I'm. Gonna, uh, <laughs> You're right. That was pretty <laughs> goddamn. Nerdy. Is that why he Fucking. uses a purple lightsaber? <laughs> No, that's because Samuel Jackson wanted a purple oh, lightsaber okay. and told me yeah, it's like, about it. So. Nah, I'm all in this with a purple one. <laughs> but to be fair, it is a, yeah. a mix of that's, blue and red. That is true. Uh, that's so. literally the reason he said it. But yeah, so he uses a fighting style form four called Vapod that, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm done. I'm not doing this. I'm out. Hey, Curtis, you want to do another podcast or are you and me just nerd out on shit? <laughs> I feel like that one would have maybe no fan. <laughs> I mean, I'd listen. Surprised. Yeah. So anyway, fellas, I think I think the next couple hours of the show are going to be. I think we're going to hit a lull for a little bit. Oh, boo! No, I'm just saying. Like, if I had to, like, I think it's going to follow the next, the same arc that the first half of the season did. I mean, there's going to where... have to be some exposition. We're gonna we're gonna find out some stuff, but the actions I think is going to be a little low. 
Yeah, so, okay, so let's get into that. So we have a little bit of a lull in the action, but, you know, given that we might follow some similar arcs or whatever, like, are there still internal threats? Is it all the Drazen's driving shit? Like, is there another... <sighs> There's a CTU agent somewhere involved in this. It's it's They have to now bring Drazen's into it because I feel like not having Ira as that villain's voice will drag everything down. Because who the fuck else is going to do it? Kevin? He can't do anything. Kevin? Um, so Are we sure Ira's dead? Ira seemed he dead. T- took, <laughs> he, took a, he took a bullet wound, took a bullet right to the right to the heart. Yeah. I think, I think he's done. I can confirm. With, I can confirm he's dead. I'm going to go with dead. Damn it. So that, that's Jack's, Jack notched up four kills in this episode, pretty much. That's pretty is, good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to see who provides that, you know, that, that dark side for us. Well, guys, I can't wait to find out with you. Can I say that? I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, this, was, this was a great episode. It was a great, really? great mid-season finale. It's been, we've been on a nice run of, of good storytelling. And again, I think like it really shows what the show's capable of when it tries and doesn't get too bogged down with like the process of the shows. Like we got to fill an hour, mm, you know, like a yeah. real time hour. So like the last couple hours have been really good. Uh, and I've I very much enjoyed spending them with you fellas. That's been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fantastic. Love you guys. Well, fellas. Yeah, love you too. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, you know, if you like this show, you can follow along uh, with, you know, some insights that we have on goodbuddymedia.com slash blog. I occasionally write blog posts uh, for each episode. Uh, we post about all this stuff on Twitter. Um, so if you want to learn more about the show, you can follow this show and our sister show, Trends in Low Places, which is me and Michael talking about dumb internet stories. Uh, you can follow along on goodbuddymedia.com slash blog. Uh, and, uh, Curtis, how else can people, uh, stay in touch with us? Yeah. Find us on your podcast app of choice, guys, whether it be iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, no matter what it is, just go ahead and, and add us to that. Um, and rate and review us, please. That is how we actually move up in the rankings um, to become a podcast powerhouse, which we will be one day. One day. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, just uh, keep us keep us in your queues and download us uh, every every week as we add new shows. And uh, Michael, how do we uh, keep in touch with our users over social media? Yeah, I mean, like Kush said, you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, at L D O O L Cast. Um, and when you see us post um, or tweet, please share it, uh, like it, comment on it. Um, you know, that's how we get out to uh, more people and um, to more fans of, of 24 and Jack Bauer, which, uh, I mean, I know there's a ton of you out there. So. There's a ton. And yeah, actually, another route, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you know, feel free to email us at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. Uh, you know, we check that all the time. So if you just want to drop us a line or suggest something for the show, uh, yeah, just shoot us an email. We'll, uh, even if you just want to tell us how good of a job we're doing, mm-hmm. yeah, you just let and, us and, know. And, and if I see, if I see five comments of people who aren't our friends or the people who host this podcast that want to see a deep nerd podcast, I'll do it. I'll do it. Mm. There it is. But I got you. Got to prove it, damn it! Oh shit! Because I can create fake accounts. Nope. Curtis, I, <laughs> I have the be, power. Need to be need to be real fan. Need to be. <laughs> All right. Well, you heard it first, because uh, Curtis, I'm with you. I'll do it. I'll do it for four though. 
I'll do it for four comments. I don't give a you, shit. I'll join that podcast for three comments. You can't. You can't. You can't. You don't. You can't do it. Okay. Well, Curtis, we, Michael just said he'd do it for three, which means I have to join him to teach him nerd stuff. <laughs> exactly. Which means you, you say, can't allow Michael, us to do it by ourselves. <laughs> Ipso Michael facto. Wasn't, wasn't a nerd. Ipso facto, ergo, vis a vis, you're doing it. You're doing it at three, friend. You architecting son of a bitch. I'll kill you in your face. How dare you? Well, fellas, I think that's going to do it for us this week on the longest days of our lives. Fellas, we're running out of time. Doodles.